Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. There's an old jingle that goes, The rain, it raineth on the just and also on the unjust fella. But chiefly on the just, because the unjust steals the just's umbrella. Which is another way of saying that honesty doesn't seem to be the best policy. The dishonest are so fiendishly smart about figuring out how to turn a dollar without the tedium of hard work. Well, sometimes. Back off, driver! Don't you see the light at the corner? Duke, don't lose your temper. Remember what happened last time? Ah, stupid cabbies think they own the street. I ought to hand them his head. Do cool it. Mm. You want to end up in the slammer again? Okay, Kenny, you're right. This is no time to take chances. Our mystery drama, Chapter of Errors, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Ian Martin and stars Court Benson and Bryna Rayburn. I'll be back shortly with Act One. The time-honored picture of the artist is a bearded, emaciated figure in paint-smeared clothes, freezing, half-starved in some cheerless attic. I suppose his lot hasn't changed much today, which is not to say that fine art doesn't provide a great many with an excellent living. The art dealer, for example... Very few dealers starve to death. Then there are those art fanciers on the wrong side of the law whose occupation can be even more rewarding. Pull over to the curb and stop a minute, Tuggy. Sure, Professor. Uh, well, I can't park here. You get a ticket. Oh, it would never do. We must at all costs remain on the right side of the law. Well, I could park around a corner. No, no, no. I don't want to park more than a second. I just wish to take a quick glance at Rich's window. You going to get out in all this rain? Dear me, no. I can see enough if I roll down the window. Huh. Yes, just as I thought. Same old display. Man has abominable taste. Still... He commands a respectable price. Like, uh, how much would a picture like that cost? That? Oh, between four and six thousand, perhaps. No kidding. Looks like one of those things a kid does with his finger, you know? They do better in kindergarten. Mm. I like some of them others, though. Trash. And what isn't trash? Cheap copies. Nothing there for us. Drive on, Uncle. Yes, sir, Professor. Uh, where to now? Well, we've covered most of the main galleries. Take the next left. We'll have a peek at Pinochet's before we cover the day. <laughs> Too bad we can't find a boat. Good weather for it. Unfortunately, there aren't many people around. Pull up here. That's Pinochet's window. Hmm. Yes, that's interesting. Very interesting. I'll give the umbrella. Uh, yes, sir. The signs are propitious. What'd you say? We may have found a hit. Now, let's have a closer look. Oh, you do have the phony license plates on the car. Sure. Just in case. Now, let me see. (laughs) But there's nothing here. Quiet, ignoramus. I don't know what you're looking at. More junky painting. Magnificent. 
Quite magnificent. Where did he dig them up, I wonder? Two Picasso color prints very early. <laughs> About a hundred big ones easy. A hundred thousand grand? What are we waiting for? Argy, there's still someone in the store. We shall have to possess our souls and patience until after the witching hour. Professor, please, talk English, will you? We'll heist them after midnight, Argy. Hello, Pinichot Gallery. Hello, Cherie. C'est Gustave ici. Are you all right? Oh, but of course. Well, I was worried. I called home as soon as the plane landed, but you were not there. Oh, and I was worried, too. You are so late. What could I do? I only ride in the plane. I don't fly. <laughs> what are you doing in the gallery so late? Oh, I have been preparing a surprise for you. Are you coming here? Oh, no. I'm, I'm too tired. I'll go straight home. Oh. Well, is it important that I come there? Oh, no, no, no. It does not matter. I will hurry home, too, and tell you about it then. <laughs> Take a cab. Don't go out in this rain. And don't forget to turn on the burglar alarm before you leave. I won't. Au revoir, chérie. A bientôt. <sighs> bad, Gustave. I wanted you to see how well the window looked. But tomorrow is another day. It will still be there. <laughs> Tell you, Mominette, tonight I'm weary to the bone. I think you are depressed, no? Uh, Jet lag, maybe. I really don't like to fly. Oh, I think you are just disappointed because you did not find a new artist. Uh, Madrid, London, Rome, even beloved Paris. There is no new talent. I think they've forgotten how to paint. And the last of the great ones are dead. I wouldn't mind the business run so bad. I need a new discovery to wake up the gallery. I know we do not have much money. Because I'm not a good businessman. Well, let's get to sleep. Oh, I forgot. What was the surprise you had for me? Oh, it can wait for tomorrow. No, 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 no. You must tell me tonight. Well, this morning, Mrs. Leslie Carlyle came by the gallery. (laughs) What did she want? She has decided to sell her Picasso color prints. Eh bien, that is good news. And a good commission. Oh, more than that. It is good, um, what do you say? Oh, public relations. Eh. Publicity for the gallery. Make the competitors sit up and take notice. Mm. <clears throat> Once they hear of it. Oh, they will know by first thing in the morning. How? Who else has two Picassos in the window? You... You put them there? Oh, Cherie, I changed the whole window. Wait till you see it. It is beautiful, though, the way they are displayed. <laughs> I would like to have seen it right away. Why didn't you tell me? Oh, you are tired, Gustave. And you can wait. So much more pleasure for the morning. Picasso. Ah, yes. Oh, what did you insure them for? Insure? Well, Mrs. Carlyle must have insurance on them. Not when they hang in our window. Jeanne, I have to get up. What for? They should be in the vault if they are not insured. They are safe in the window. How can you say that? Because, mon fou, no one could steal them. They are too well known to sell. And besides, we are protected by an alarm system. Go to sleep, Gustave. I don't know. 
I, I'm worried now. It is raining very hard, and it is cold. I will not have you going out in this weather. There's no need. All the things you worry about, Gustav, they never happen. You were successful, Lucky. Hand me those quickly before they get any water damage. Here, Professor. Now, we'd better get out of here. Yes, the most felicitous idea. Home, James, and don't spare the horses. What are you talking, Professor? I'm Augie, and what's with the horses? Oh, figure of speech, my dear boy. As for the other, what's in the name? Hey, yeah. Uh, Professor, you all right? Never felt better. Never had more. <laughs> Come on, Augie. Let's haul tail over here and bed. Why, yes, he is, but he's asleep, Sergeant. I guess you better wake him, ma'am. Uh, what is wrong? Well, uh, I'm here at the gallery now, and there's been a robbery. I think he might want to get down here and figure out what's missing. Oh, but where, where did they break in? They didn't get into the store, best as we can tell. Just slung a brick through the window and cleaned out whatever was in there. Oh. Uh, which window? The one in Walnut Street. Oh, no. I'll, I'll tell my husband, Sergeant. He'll get there as fast as he can. You tell me why, Sherry. Oh, Gustav. Someone has stolen the Picassos. Mm-hmm. What Picassos? We have no... Pi- what? The, the prince? Mrs. Carlyle's prince? Oh, too small, Sherry. Too small? You realize what this means? If those Picassos are gone, with no insurance, Pinochet gallery must make good. Where will I find $100,000? We'll be bankrupt. Look at the muggy, magnificent, are they not? And hanging on my wall. What's our payoff going to be? I'm afraid we shall have to settle for what the traffic will bear. How much? Oh, somewhere around the dealer's fee, I should imagine... Makes it seem so much more legitimate somehow. When do we collect? Augie, Augie, haste makes waste. Let us bask in the glorious heat of genius. (laughs) At least until things cool down. But how long do we have to wait? But how long do I have to wait, Sergeant? Till whoever heisted the prince feels the heat's off. Can't we do something about it in the meantime? Well, we'll work on it, but uh, there isn't much to go on. I mean, the job was done 3.13 a.m., and we got there within 10 minutes. But guys like that, they're in, they're out. You know what kind of a night it was. Right then, it was coming down in buckets. So, dollars to donuts, there wasn't a soul in the streets. It's a business district life. Of course, we'll check out the few apartments overlooked there, but uh, that's going to take time. And meanwhile, we we just sit and wait. Good. What are you going to do? What are you going to do, Gustave? Well, one thing I am not going to do is sit and wait. What else? Oh, perhaps Mrs. Carlyle... Hey, Mrs. Carlyle has been a good customer, but she is an old... 
penny pincher with all the loving kindness of a barracuda. When she finds out, she'll want her piece of flesh. Oh, I am desolate, mon chéri, that I should have done this to yeah, you. Ah, it should be of good heart. All is not yet lost. But it is. We are bankrupt. Uh, not quite. Perhaps we can salvage something yet. How? They know where the window is, or was. Once the glass is replaced, I shall put a sign there. Well, what kind of sign? <laughs> a nice, polite little sign that asks whoever it was who took the prints if they don't please return them. And you actually think this person or persons will? For a price. Regrettable as it may be, but everyone has a price. Oh, how much? Well, that's a matter of negotiation. First, we must make the contact. Then, the contract. Our professor has an interesting way of making a living. He kidnaps fine art pieces, much more tractable than human beings. When he returns them, in his own good time... After any hue and cry has died down, their owners are glad to pay a reasonable sum for recovery, since it's not from their pockets, but the insurance companies. But the first hitch in this caper is about to show up. I shall return shortly with Act Two. This is another of those stories reinforcing the old adage that truth is stranger than fiction. Another bizarre happening from real life that I call from the newspapers. The first hitch in the case of Gustave Pinochet is that he has no insurance. Therefore, time becomes of the essence. <laughs> so, Jean, my little sign. What do you think? Mm. If the person or persons who have borrowed the two Picassos from this window will return them to me, they will be well rewarded for their trouble. $5,000 will be paid, no questions asked. For any further information, please phone me at my home number, 555-4477, or at these premises, 555-4300. G. Pinochet. You know <laughs> Very nice. Mm. Now, you put it in the window. Of course. There. Voila. Do you really think someone who broke in here is going to come walking past that window? Why not? It's a very busy street. But why would he risk it? Don't you know what they say? A criminal cannot resist coming back to the scene of the crime. <laughs> you see, people are stopping already. What good does it do if they are not the one? Well, how can it be a bad thing? Something piquant, eh? They stop, they read, they say, Ah, so this is Pinochet's gallery. Where the pictures are so desirable, people steal them. <laughs> Then they say, let's go in and see this place. Then, while they're here, we are charming. We tell the story. We walk around with them. Who knows? Some listen and walk away. But some stay to buy. <laughs> I hope this public we are going to attract are all not like those two. Where? Hey, reading your sign. Uh, hippies. I don't want to know them. Oh, no, me either. But I would like to know what they are saying. I wish I could hear as easily as I can see through the glass. Come on, Duke, let's move. Cool it, Penny. Look at this here. Look at what? The notice stuck in the window here. Huh? Oh, it's a person or a person. 
He's a famous painter. He owes him a lot of bread for his pictures. Yeah? How much? I don't know. 10, 15,000, something like that. Maybe even more. For one picture? Mm. No wonder this guy don't mind putting out to get them back if somebody hooked them. <gasps> sure would be an easy way to pick up a steak. 5,000 bucks. Just for turning in a couple of pictures. Well, what's the use thinking on it? We ain't got them. No. But supposing he thought we had. What? Well, what do you mean? Hey, you hmm? got a good memory. Remember those phone numbers. Here, I got a pencil. I, I could write them down. Oh, no, no, no. Just fix them in your head and let's move. What, what, what are you cooking up? Hey, just, just keep walking. I'll clue you in. Come on, let's uh, cross the street and get around the corner. Back off, jockey. Don't you see the light on the corner? Put a lid on it, Jack. Don't lose your temper. Remember what happened last time? Uh, okay, Penny. Some lousy hackies think they own the street. You're supposed to cross at the corner. I ought to hand him his head. Oh, please, don't cool it. You want to end up in the slammer again? Uh, you're right. No time to take chances. Come on. I got a phone call to make. Uh, why not just a phone call, Professor? No, no, no. These things must be handled with finesse, Soggy. Besides, the money isn't enough. Well, couldn't you hassle that on a phone? And give the police enough time to trace the call. No, thank you. Well, and all, Professor, five grand? We are not that desperate. Furthermore, it's a matter of professional pride. To take less than 20,000 for these exquisite prints would be demeaning. That should do it. You, uh, you want an envelope? No, 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 no fingerprints, please. Handle carefully with gloves. I think I got a stamp. Dear me, no, this is much too precious to be entrusted to the post office. You are going to deliver it by hand. Hey, uh, what you say in it, boss? What I said is far less important than what Mr. Pinochet will have to say in reply. What are you going to say to him, Duke? Hey, you here. That's... Hold it. Hello? Pinochet, Uh, I uh, want to speak to Mr. Gustave Pinochet. Uh, Gustave Pinochet. Yes, this is he. Uh, listen, Gus, and listen good. i got to talk fast. Now, you're in the market for some merchandise that I happen to pick up. Yes. Now, I'll do the talking. You offered five Gs. Well, now, that depends. Five Gs are no deal. You wouldn't have one at all, except they got to have a fast turnover. Now, you want them pictures back or not? Well, uh, of course, but... Now, just listen. Like I said, you get the five Gs and tens and twenties, and you'll be at the park at 10 o'clock tonight. Uh, you, uh, you know the entrance by the carousel? But of course. Okay. Now, you come in that way. You walk by the carousel till you get to the fork in the road. You know, like uh, where the right side goes up the hill and the left part takes you down by the lake? Yes, yes. I know where you mean. Yeah, so far, so good, man. Now, you're coming on just the way I like it. So, you walk around by the summer house, you know... You have not lost me yet. So, after you pass the summer house, start counting the benches. Number nine, numero nine, that's where you stop and sit, right under the lamp. Yes, and, and then what? Well, then you wait till there's nobody else around. And when I figure the time is right, we make the switch. The switch? You got it. The pictures for 5,000 bucks. Well, how do I know you have the pictures? You'll see them. Like, uh, how do I know you'll have the money? You'll show it to me, okay? Are we on? <laughs> There are a few questions I would like to ask. Uh, no, 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 no. There, you, you keep me hanging on the phone while you try and trace the call. I'm not doing any such thing. All right, then uh, what about the cops? There are no policemen here. 
You mean you didn't report the heist to the police? Of course I did. But they are too busy to spare any men to watch me all the time. Now, you better keep them out of it. You try and double-cross me, you'll never see the pictures again, dig? Yes. Please, Mr. Whoever you are, don't harm them. Not only for my sake, but... You just get over to the park on time tonight. Ten o'clock. Got it? Oh, you really come on strong, you know what I mean? <laughs> I had a meeting out of my hand, Penny. <laughs> you think you really bring the dough? Like I know my name is Duke. It was a breeze. Hey, I should have laid into him for more. <laughs> oh, what's the sense getting greedy? Five thousand dollars, that's a fortune. But so what about the cops? How do we know they're not in on it? Yeah, that's what you and me have got to make sure. I'm going to be in the park by nine and scout that area. You pick him up at the entrance and make sure he ain't followed. I don't know if I'd know him. Well, sure you do. That must have been him, that little uh, fat character we've seen through the window. I didn't look at him real good. So, we'll go back for another game. What's that? Uh, just some guy waiting to make a phone call. He wants to get in. Okay. Don't have to tear the boots down. I ought to jam it. Penny, it's... your temper. <sighs> we've got bigger fish to fry, huh? Okay, Penny. I'll cool it. Uh... Sorry to hold you up, fella. Lois Lane here was just helping me get out of my Superman costume. Who was that on the phone? <laughs> Lady Luck. Someone who is willing to return the Picassos and for a price. Oh, how? Where? When? Tonight. Ten o'clock. All I have to do is to take the money to... Ah, the money. I have to get to the bank before I close it. But, Cherie, wait a moment. No time. I'll tell you all about it when I get back. Oh, oh, oh. I'm, sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, sir. Uh, that's okay. Uh, uh, you, Mr. Pinochet? Uh, yes, yes. But I can't stop now. I've got to make the bank. Oh, go Excuse me. Uh, Jean? Yes, Gustave? Uh, you can take the sun out of the window now. I'm sure Mrs. Pinochet can help you. But I must go this minute. Uh, that's right, Professor. We're in such a hurry, he nearly knocked me down. He left for the bank? Yeah. And he told his wife to take the sign out of the window? Yeah, uh, that's why I figured... That someone is horning in on our act. Some crook who can't deliver. That's the way I read it. Well, he's not going to get away with it. <laughs> now you're talking. Augie, I want you to stick by Pinochet like glue. Don't lose him. I won't, Professor. Don't let anything happen to him. This is our caper. We shut up the mark. I don't want anyone clearing our pitch. Yeah, sure, boy, sure. But, uh, what about cops? That's another story. Let's just keep our fingers crossed he hasn't brought them in. Why did you have to call the police, Jean? I did not want to take any chances with you, Gustave. And I don't want to take any chances with the Picassos. This boy is very nervous who has called me. He said, no police. If he suspects me, honey, he may take to his heels. I'll never see the prince again. He won't suspect, Mr. Pinochet. I can promise you he won't even know we're there. Better you shouldn't be. Uh, Mr. Pinochet, let me ask you something. How do you know this boy, as you call him? How do you know he has your picture? Supposing he doesn't. No pictures, no money. Well, let's say he doesn't buy that. But this is just a holdup. Supposing he's armed with a gun or a knife. Don't you think we might come in handy then? You are right, yes. But please, don't let him see you. Don't you worry. Like I said, none of you will know we're there. Till we're needed. 
alone? I think so. Well, you'd better hope so. Okay, uh, trail along in case I need some help. Duke, don't hurt him. Well, what do I want to hurt him for? You know, you get excited. I'll button up. You just get yourself over here. Okay. Come on, sucker, move it. Where are you? young man I spoke to on the phone? Yeah. Where's the cash? Where are the pictures? Forget them, old man. This is a straight hold-up. Now, give me the cash. Not without my Picasso's. Hey, Daddy-o, you know what I'm holding on you? A knife. And don't think I won't use it. I'm not afraid of you. Well, you better be, man. Just freeze. No, no, do not the knife. You button up. You, the dough. You'll have to come and get it. Oh, that's just what I'm going to do. You ask for this. No, no. Get out of the way. Okay, Daddy. Oh, oh no. Shot in the dark that found its mark. But from whose gun? And what mark? Not from Duke. He carries only a knife. From the weapon that the professor's gunzel or he carries? Or perhaps from the police. But more important than where the bullet came from is who stopped it. We'll discover that shortly when I return with Act Three. The boy, Duke, who lies on the ground. Penny kneels beside him, her face chalk white, her eyes wide with terror. Gustav Pinochet, his hair tousled, one lapel of his jacket torn, clings numbly to the bag with the money in it. Above them on the bank, at the edge of the circle of light from the overhead street lamp, the bushes still wave slightly in the wake of Augie's flight from the blare of police sirens as two patrol cars come hurtling out of the night. Pinochet, you all right? Yes, I, I'm all right. The boy, he... he someone shot him. Vic, Prentice, check the boy and radio in for an ambulance. Where'd the shot come from? I, I, I don't know. I'd, that direction, I think. All right, Paula, take the rest of the man and check out this whole area. It wasn't you who showed the boy? So you can bet it was no cop. We don't shoot till we're fired on. Besides, uh, we weren't here. What happened to you? Well, I, uh, believe it or not, we, uh, we got held up in traffic. Oh. I said I didn't need you. Oh, sure. You did real fine without us, didn't you? Everything went just right. Well, of course not. The boy was an imposter. He never had the prince. What did you expect? Excuse me? Why do you put a dopey ad like that in your window? You're just asking you to get taken for a sucker. You're lucky you didn't lose your dough and your life. I was not afraid of this boy. You listen to his voice, you could tell he was a lot more scared than I was. Yeah, that's just when these young punks are most dangerous. He'd have carved you up without batting an eye for holding out on him if it hadn't been for your unknown friend. The man who shot him. Have you any idea who... No, no, no. Looks like he got away clean. Oh, maybe the girl can give us some idea when she comes out of shock, but I wouldn't count on it. Well, what do we do now? Get the kid to a hospital. Get you home. And wait till the real guy contacts you. You think he still will? Oh, yes, I do. Better than that, I have a fat hunch it'll be real soon. 
Why? Because there's only one person I figure took the kid out. The guy who really has your Picassos. He just didn't want anyone else picking off his private pigeon. Only, do me a favor, Mr. Pinochet. What's that? This time let us in on it from the beginning. Give us time to set up a foolproof stakeout. Hoggy, Hoggy, what did you have to shoot him for? He was taking our mark for five grand, money out of our pocket. Till didn't have to hit him. Uh, I didn't mean to. The way things was, I could smell copper on the way. Professor, it's lucky I took him off as soon as I did. I just slipped him. You sure no one saw you? Yeah, I'm clean. No sign of police. I didn't stick around long enough to find out. I wonder if he did either. Obviously, he didn't have a deal with the cops. His figures. Which also figures we don't have the luxury of time. We're going to have to move fast. Like how? Like the way things have gone. First, we have to authenticate ourselves. Once burned, twice shy. And we have to move fast before Mr. Pinochet yells for the police. I, uh... I think I shall go to the nearest coin booth and make a call. Hello? Uh, Monsieur Pinochet? Yes? I, um... I have in my possession two exquisite colored Picasso prints of inestimable value. To return them to you, I must reluctantly put a price on them. A fair price, a fraction of their value. The price is um, $20,000. How do I know you have them? That's a reasonable question. You will have authentication in your hands before tomorrow morning. And if I do, what then? Mr. Pinochet, I'm going to speak to you frankly. So far, you seem to have been a most astute man and stayed away from the police. Fortunately, I have my own proof of that. Was it you who fired and hit that silly boy? No, and I will not amplify that. But I see you as a sensible man. Can I be assured that the police will not be part of any future arrangements? You seem to know about the first arrangement. If they were not part of that, why should they be part of this? Ah, Why, indeed. Then let us make the final arrangements. By tomorrow morning, you will have proof positive that I have what you want. With that proof, you will have your instructions. If you meet them to the letter, there will be no problem. What are the instructions? You will have them. And when you do, I urge you so there are no more uh, accidents. Follow them to the letter. Bien, chérie. Wait here till I turn off the alarm. Gustave. Yes, my bed. There is an envelope here, pushed under the door. No, no. There, the alarm is off. All right, let me see. You can close the door. What is it, Gustave? It's from them. Who? The ones who stole the prince. Oh, how can you be sure? Here. Huh? Two instant photographs of them. And also the name plaques from the frames. No doubt this time. But what do they want? $20,000. Delivery tonight, as they describe here. And no police. What are you going to do? Call in the police. After what happened last time? I'm going to tell you something. We have a very lucky thing. We are one up on the thieves. They think we are not in touch with the police. But we are. Why don't they... Because this first time, the police were late. 
This accident was made by God, it seems, and we must take advantage of it. Premièrement, there is a sign to be made for the window. Oh, not again. Look at all the trouble the last one caused. <laughs> but not this one. Well, what must it say? Very simple. Convinced? Advise on safe delivery. Let's get it into the window right away. Hello? Monsieur Penichet? Yes? You can guess who I am, so listen carefully. Do you have the money? Yes, as you requested. The largest bins are $100. No sequence in the numbers. In his shopping bag? Yes. No markings? Plain brown paper. Then listen carefully. Go to Farley Plaza by the waterfall. 11 o'clock tonight. Sit on the bench furthest to the west. Put the bag between your feet. And wait for a man with a beret and a red scarf. The exchange will be made. Oh, observe, it, it's raining. I, I wouldn't want any damage. The to... artwork will be protected by plastic. You need have no doubt of our good faith. I hope we have your word. No police. There were no police before. Good. We have a date. Eleven o'clock tonight. You can hang up too, Mr. Pinochet. Could you have traced him? I doubt it, but it doesn't matter. You go through with this, we'll have him sewed up tonight. Like about that time, boss. Want to travel? Uh, what time is it, Augie? Ten thirty. Gives us enough edge to make sure we can make the drop. That would be on the other side of town. Where else? Well, there is a last-minute switch in plans. Yes, a little closer to home. Get me that pigeon of ours on the phone. Sure. Uh, why the switch, Professor? Oh, just a precaution. In our business, who trusts who? So we're all set, Mr. Pinochet. Yes, Sergeant. You know what you have to do. Yes, I, I have the money in the bag. Keep the rendezvous, and then I wait. But you have nothing to worry about. But supposing these criminals find out that it is, what you call it, a gambler's role my husband is carrying. Where would you want him to risk $20,000? Where my husband's life is concerned. It would be a small price. Ah, Jeanne, my sweet. Trust the sergeant. There's no danger. And a criminal should be apprehended. Ah. Yes. All right. I only wish you did not have to go. And if they don't see me, there's no way it can work. Okay. Now, we're going to clear out so there's no sign of us around. But we're going to be covering that drop like a tent. You get there, Mr. Pinochet. We're all home free. Yes? Mr. Pinochet. Y yes? There is a change in plans. Watch your Picassos. Be at the corner of Stanhope and Chalmers within ten minutes. But, but, but I, I, I don't know if you I can make better, it. better, Mr. Pinochet. If you are not there, you may never see them again. Don't stop for anything. Just get there. Please, whoever you are, please. please. Uh, what is it, Gustave? My coat. Quickly, I have no time to oh, talk. Well, here. Here is your coat. Uh, what? Change of plan. Uh, 
And the Suriota pictures will be gone forever. But what about the sergeant? It's too late to let him know. But you cannot go without his protection. Give me the brown bag. No, Gustav. I won't let you risk it. I won't allow you not to let me. But if they find out that all the money is not there... I will explain. I, 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 I will make other arrangements. Jean, I must go. They could take what money you have and also your life. If I do not get those pictures back, I have no life left. <laughs> Monsieur Pinochet. Yes. You have my pictures? Right here. You have the money? Here. In the brown bag. Get in. Uh, no, I, I... Don't you want to check the Picassos? Yes, I but... would like to check the money. Get in. Why can't we just make the... Okay. It's a gun. Oh, move. Oh, let's get away from here fast. <laughs> something I have to explain, whoever you are. There will be plenty of time for that when we get to where we're going. Well, you seem nervous. Monsieur Pinochet, this wouldn't be some kind of a, a double cross, would it? Oh, no, not, not, not exactly. You, you have see... put us to a good deal of difficulty in this, sir. I wouldn't want anything else to go wrong. If it did, I... Patolka! Both It is a double cross! Turn! Go back! There's no chance! Two police cars behind us. We're trapped. All right. Now, box in. Cut the engine and come out with your hands over your head. This is Sergeant Gomez, City Police. Do not harm your passenger or the pictures. You are boxed in. But how did you get there, Sergeant? <laughs> Mr. Pinochet once burned twice shy, huh? After that first goof of mine, I was sticking closer to you than your own shadow. I let the boys take out the first drop while I stuck to you from the moment you left the house. <laughs> I don't know how to thank you. I'm just doing my job. But, uh, just for kicks, can I have a look at what a hundred thousand bucks worth of art looks like? Oh, oh. be my guest, as they say. <laughs> let me hang them. Here, on the wall. Ah, eh bien. What do you think? Uh, maybe I better not tell you. It could be just lucky I never saw them to begin with. I could have figured what's all the shooting about anyway. De gustibus non disputandum est. In matters of taste, there are no arguments. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. But whatever your point of view, the Picassos were saved for posterity. One factor is beyond dispute. Their value in the marketplace and the story, which is in the main a true one, that happened last year in one of our major cities. I shall be back shortly.
This has been a public service message on behalf of this station, the Ad Council, your state foresters, the Forest Service, Smokey Bear, and every living thing. In all of our lives, there is at least one story which happened to us, or a close relative or friend, which is stranger than any fiction. As a storyteller, I love to collect these yarns and retell them for all our listeners. If, as you listen to Mystery Theater, you find any story strikes a chord or parallels something that happened to you, you're probably right. Reflect with Ecclesiastes 1, 7. That which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. Our cast included Bryna Rayburn, Court Benson, Russell Horton, and Ian Martin. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. Evidently, robbery was not a motive. Was the door unlocked when the body was discovered? Uh, the butler who discovered the deed told me it was. That would account for it. Account for what? The old man looks out the window, is hit on the head falls back inside and either the quiller or somebody else and gives an act like a college boy on a rampage turning the place topsy-turvy. You're of the opinion, then, that all this is some sort of prank? Well, look on the floor there, Inspector, near the door. The vases, the pipe rack, the pipes, the Chelsea and Staffordshire figurines are lined up on the floor as though they were marching out the door. Who would bother to play tricks with furniture, having just... Killed a man. Hey, young lady, as I have said, a madman. Mrs. E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.